Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 17, Be Your Own Superhero. Thank you for joining me today. I am a recreational therapist, graduate of the University of Florida. I My professional experience was in psychiatric hospitals inpatient and outpatient programs. I worked with all various types of psychiatric illnesses, chemical dependency, adolescents, pediatrics, cancer wellness, mental health, and various other areas in the psychiatric field. Thank you for joining me today at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. The title of my podcast today is Be Your Own Superhero. You can listen to my podcast on wideopenspaces.podbean.com or on Apple and Spotify at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. You can also find information about me, my podcast, my blog, or even ask me questions at www.wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Embrace the mask, everyone. I would like to dedicate this podcast today to all the students who are starting school, whether it be in person or virtual. I know that this time can be exciting as well as stressful under our new world experiences and lifestyle. So good luck to all the kids who are starting school. I would also like to dedicate my podcast to all of the parents who are about to send their kids off to college. Breathe, be organized, and it's okay to cry. I personally had my own experience taking my child up to grad school this past weekend, and I'll share that with you on another day. Still need to pull my thoughts together about my feelings, what I experienced, what they experienced, and the ending result, which so far, so good. So be your own superhero. What does that mean, superhero? Envision all those thoughts that come to your mind when I say superhero. Think about it. But superheroes can come in other things besides capes and special costumes. We all have that inner superhero within inside ourselves. Watching anxiety take over someone, especially someone you love, is so difficult. It's like you forget how to cope along with them because your heart is so involved with them. So helping them find the coping skills for the anxiety can be very difficult when you have a personal connection with that person. There's so many ways to help them cope. It could just be swirling around in your head, almost like a tornado that you just want to help them, but you're trying to think what will be that exact skill, coping skill that will help them get through this tough time. And sometimes it's very difficult for us to find that one thing that can help them. Try to see what they can reach out to help them in their surroundings. There are positive stressors and negative stressors. Some of you might be familiar with that term, positive stressors and negative stressors. But I remember personally in my 20s when someone said positive stressors, because I was young and I hadn't gone through a lot of experiences at that time, I didn't really understand what that meant. 
So here's some examples of what a positive stressor could be. A wedding, a trip, packing, going on a first date. So positive stressors tend to be good things that are going on in our life, but can cause that stress and that anxiety and maybe feel like you're spinning out of control. Even though they're good things in our lives, they can create the same type of anxiety. Now, negative stressors can be a death, a loss of a job, illness, and even conflict with others, family, friends, children. So positive stressors and negative stressors both can cause the same amount of anxiety and even cause panic attacks. So when you're starting to feel anxiety, I want you to first think, is this a positive stressor or a negative stressor? Usually positive stressors we have a little bit more control over because it's something that we're doing that will have a great ending for ourselves. So we can control and change and manipulate the situation a little bit more than we can with a negative stressor. Sometimes our coping skills really have to kick in with those negative stressors. Because of the anxiety and stress, some of us choose to avoid taking risks in our lives. Even if these risks are positive and could be very exciting, we tend to avoid because we know the stress, the anxiety, the positive stressors. So ask yourself, why do you become immobilized and just can't move forward? Is it making you stagnant and complacent? Do you feel incompetent because you are afraid to take the risk? Think, I want you to think about that for a moment. Are there things in your life that you really would like to do that you feel passionate enough about it, but that anxiety and that stress is stopping you? If you said yes, it's time to investigate. Why are you holding yourself back from dreams and desires? Why are you holding yourself back from dreams and desires. Is it feeling safe? Feeling okay with your status quo? Feeling like you don't have strength or the skills to accomplish your goals? A lot of times when we don't have that self-confidence, it becomes a brick wall in front of us because we feel like we can't accomplish. But do we really know unless we try? Is it something that's been told to you by others? Maybe a little voice in your head telling you, I can't do it, or someone in your life, parent, teacher, other figure, spouse, telling you you can't? Then it's time to break those chains because I truly believe that that voice in your head, or be it from others, is a chain that's wrapped around you and it's holding you down. Imagine being tied up in chains and finding that strength within you to break through those binding changes. Imagine how you would feel on the other side once you broke through. So if there are goals and there are things that you want to accomplish, but that anxiety is holding you back, I want you to envision what would it be like if you broke through those chains and eventually found yourself on the other side accomplishing those things. I want you to imagine what that would feel like. Let that feeling take over you. 
Let it rush through your brain and your heart and from your head to your toes because that's what's going to be your motivating factor to move forward. Freedom, confident, powerful, and accomplished. Who doesn't want to feel that in their lives? We all do. I've been there myself. I understand. The first time I had a panic attack was when I was getting married for the second time. You might be asking yourself, why a marriage? It's exciting. It's a positive stressor. My anxiety came from I didn't want another failed marriage, sharing my home with another person, and how would my life change? These were all the thoughts going through my head, which in turn were causing me to panic, and I actually did have a panic attack. They're all valid fears of someone who was about to start their second marriage, but I had two choices. I could either self-sabotage so that the relationship wouldn't work, or I could go and talk to someone about my fears. I went to a therapist and she helped me work through my fears and anxiety. Now I've been married 16 years and it's a great relationship. So there's a perfect example of how someone's past can put a chain on them from moving forward in their future. And I could have let myself self-sabotage and not let the relationship work, or I, what I did was break through those chains through therapy, through talking, getting myself through the anxiety to move forward. And now I have a positive outcome. It's really all about perspective and whether you choose to work through the chains that bind you. You have to make that choice. Sometimes it's a lot easier when we think, and sometimes it can become an upward battle. But remember, Nothing comes unless we work to get it. We go through that battle. Either way, through gaining perspective or coping skills and determination, you can fight through your anxiety and free yourself and your desires. Imagine having your desires free and accomplishing them and making them come true. Here's another real-life example. I like to give real-life examples because it makes us feel like we're not alone. And even though it might not be the exact specific situation for you, it gives you perspective on how people in the world are going through anxiety and how they cope. There was a young high school graduate who was about to start the college career. This young adult had abandonment issues throughout their whole life. It was something they always struggled with that would always pop its ugly head up in the most inopportune moments through those struggles. They really felt that they had to control this and their fears of abandonment. They chose to go to school many miles away from home. A week before they were about to start, the anxiety slowly started to build for them. The night before their parents left them at college, they had a full-blown panic attack. Everybody's panic attacks take different forms, so I will leave that part out. In the middle of this panic attack, they said things like, I can't go, please don't leave me, I can't do it on my own, I am not going. Now this is a person who went and worked very hard through high school and 
had all these dreams of going to college, but yet the anxiety was putting a chain around them and pulling them back and saying in their head, no, you're not going to accomplish your dreams. I'm going to pull you back. You can't do this. Once they had the release, and I believe a panic attack is a form of a release, they were able to think more clearly and work through the steps of how to cope and work through their anxiety and social anxiety. Basically, what was pulling back those chains was the fear of the unknown. But guess what? They found the strength. They didn't let their fear and anxiety debilitate them. Even though they had that panic attack and were feeling out of control at that moment, they needed to release that so that they could think clearly and move forward and break the chains. When asked at a later date how they felt they were so proud of themselves because they worked through it, they didn't let their dreams for the future disappear. I love that. They didn't let their dreams for the future disappear. This is very common for first-year college students, and some don't make it through the stress. And there are a lot who do come home because they can't handle taking care of themselves, being in a new environment, usually a very small environment if it's a dorm, trying to meet new people, but not just new people, people that are like them, finding interests and things to do. So if you do have a student going off to college, try to arm them with some coping skills and talk about it so when it does happen to them and they start to feel these things, they'll remember the conversation with you and talk themselves through that anxiety and that wanting to just go home. On a side note, years later, the same student was about to leave for grad school at a new school again miles away. Guess what? That ugly anxiety and social anxiety crept right back on them. This time, though, they knew they would panic and began to work on it weeks before they started school. So by the time they were ready to leave, they had control over the situation. So here this person planned, felt it start to build, began to plan and work through. So when they actually were about to go, they felt under control. And the reason why, what was that inner strength? Nothing was going to stop their dream of becoming who they wanted to be. Becoming who they wanted to be was more powerful than that anxiety. And that propelled them forward to work through. So in my opinion, they became their own superhero. Remember, title, podcast. Be your own superhero. Do you see how this person became their own superhero? They found their power within and they soared. I share this with you to show you the process people go through to conquer debilitating anxiety, but yet still can fulfill their dreams. I also share this with you because many of you are about to be sending your kids to college for the first time this year or in the next few years. And it can help you to be prepared to be the best support system you can for your kids. Because ultimately, that's what we become. 
when our kids go off to college. Not so much mom and dad, but more of a support system. Whether it's just working through your fears or your coping skills, going to therapy can help you work through it and can break those chains. If you have a stigma about going to therapy, I want you to work through it and drop it. Let it go. Though so many people go nowadays, it doesn't mean that you're quote unquote mentally ill. We all struggle, whether we suffer from mental illness or not. And it is so great to have someone who doesn't know you, who doesn't have feelings attached to you, that can give you an honest, objective opinion of how they believe you should handle and cope with your anxiety. So try to let that go if you have this stigma or fear about going to therapists because it really can help you break through your chains. If you don't feel like this applies to you, I bet there's someone in your life that you know that it does. So then you can be their beam of light. You can give them perspective. You can encourage them to get help from a therapist or a life coach. Life coach is a a newer profession where they teach you how to battle through each complication or difficulty in your life and how to prepare a plan for the future. It's definitely, absolutely not a weakness to get help. On the contrary, I believe you are a superhero if you recognize and accept that you need help. You are a superhero. Because you're saying to yourself, you're battling that inner voice in your head and saying, I need help, makes you a superhero. Empower yourself or others who suffer from fear so that they can let their dreams come true. If you have a story to share with me about how you overcame your debilitating anxiety to accomplish your dreams, please go to my website and leave a comment I would love to hear your superhero story. I think that when we hear the stories, like I told you of this college student, it may not be what we're going through, but we can extrapolate from it what pertains to us and how we can work through our anxiety and fears. So go, you can go to my website at www.wideopenspaceswithelise. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. www.wideopenspaceswithelise.com and leave me how you became your own superhero or how you're trying to be your own superhero or how you're working through your anxiety. So think, are there things that you would like to accomplish in your life but that fear and anxiety stop you? I want you to think for a minute. Is your fear and anxiety stopping you? Think hard, because I bet you can identify at least one thing. It could be a little thing. It could be something that to somebody else might be silly, but to you, it's a little bit of an upward climb, and that's okay. Take control. Take a risk. Take a risk, my friends. It's okay. Take a risk and follow your dreams. If that means seeing a therapist or taking anxiety meds to accomplish your dreams, then try not to be resistant and listen to the professionals. 
and you might just find that your aspirations and your dreams can become reality for you. Your aspirations and your dreams can become reality for you. I love that. I'd like to go over some signs and symptoms of panic attacks. I got this list from the Mayo Clinic. So the Mayo Clinic has identified these various um, signs of people going through panic attacks. You will have some, you could have all, you may only have one or two. But these are all different signs because we are so unique and individual that we may experience. So this is from the Mayo Clinic. You might feel a sense of impending doom or danger. Fear of loss of control or death. Rapid pounding heart rate. Sweating. Trembling or shaking. Shortness of breath or tightness in your throat. Chills. Hot flashes. Nausea. Abdominal cramping. Chest pain. Headache, dizziness, lightheadedness, or faintless, numbness or tingling sensation, feeling of unreality or detachment. These are signs and symptoms of a panic attack from the Mayo Clinic. Now, when I go back through my list for me, myself, and this is what I would like you to do, is check off what do you experience? I will go through and tell you what I do. Rapid pounding heart rate. Trembling or shaking. Tightness in my throat. Hot flash. Dizziness, lightheadedness, or faintless. Numbness or tingling sensation. So that is about six or seven for myself that I not all happen to me when I am starting to panic. But when I start to feel those symptoms, I tell myself, stop, take a deep breath. What do I need to do at that moment to subside these symptoms? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It depends how extreme the situation I am in. So I want you to think through, you can always Google signs and symptoms of anxiety or panic attacks or panic disorders and identify so that you are more aware when those first signs and symptoms happen so that you can take control. If you don't suffer from extreme anxiety, then I hope this podcast has helped you identify within yourself some things you want to accomplish and go out and tackle it. Not everybody has extreme anxiety, but if you don't, if you don't have panic attacks, I hope I've made you think a little about those things that you want to reach for that you've kind of just put on the shelf and it's time to take them down. Remember the secret superhero power is within each of us. We just have to let it fly. Our superpower is within each of us. We just have to let it fly. Let it go, open it up. A great example of this is we now have a female, female biracial vice presidential candidate. This is not about politics for me. This is about history. 
So I want you to think about her for a minute. Put aside your politics. Just her, a biracial woman who is now a vice presidential candidate. Think of all the hurdles and anxiety she had to work through. Not only is her dream coming true through persistence and strength, she is now an inspiration for all young girls and women in this country. It tells them that you can break the barriers and accomplish your dreams, no matter how big or how small they might be. She is a superhero, but not only to herself, to all those young girls out there. I know when I was younger, you'd only ever hear a boy say, I want to be president someday. As a young girl, I never thought that was even an option for me. It, ne it just, they were all men. I never thought that a woman could be a president or a vice president, let alone someone who was biracial. But now my children get to see that it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, one race, two race, three race, it can be done through persistence, through conquering your hurdles, through finding that dream, through being your own superhero. Even at my age, I'm so inspired by her that she broke through all of those social norms for women. Remember, whether you're male or female, we all de deserve to feel accomplished. Whether you're a male or female, we all deserve to feel accomplished. So rock on, my friends. Remember, go to my website, share with us how you found your superhero power. And from wide open spaces with Elise, be your own superhero, my friends. I know we all have it with inside ourselves. You don't need a cape or a uniform. It's all with inside. The power is there. Unlock the chains. Fly, be free. Accomplish your goals. And be your own superhero. Remember to go to my website and let me know about your superhero moments. And I will join you next week for episode number 18. Thank you again for listening to me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. Until next week. Thank you, my friends.